Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and today I am bringing you a guest, which is always super fun, but especially when that guest is someone I consider to be both a colleague and a friend, and that is the case today with Anna Sui. Now, Anna, of course, has a formal bio, but I'm just going to tell you what my personal relationship is to her and her work and why I asked her to come on. So What Anna is an intuitive coach like me, in terms of we both call ourselves that, our work styles and the way we teach and what we teach is very different. What I find so fascinating about Anna is that she tends to be able to make the shadow side of situations, of personalities, of our work filled with a grace and beauty that I don't see very often in other places where people are teaching things related to shadows. Shadows being the dark side of something, the uncomfortable side of something, the maybe the piece that we don't quite want to look at as closely. Anna really plays there in a very fun and fluid way. The other thing that fascinates me about Anna is she has started to learn and dive into this metaverse that we're supposedly stepping into and I know zero about. And she mentioned it the other day and I was like, okay, I need you to come on. We'll talk about this crazy energy we're in. And also, she doesn't even know this. Please tell me what this is and why I should not want to smack every person that talks about the metaverse upside the head. So with that, Anna, welcome. And please feel free to share anything I didn't include in that very professional bio <laughs> with our listeners. Wow, Patty, that was probably the best introduction ever. And to be included with the metaverse in the introduction. Wow, this is like a dream come true to me. But I actually think because I like shadow so much, that is one of the reasons why I am drawn to the metaverse. Because I mean, you know, with shadow comes light and vice versa, right? And the metaverse is just like a big explosion of that but I am not a metaverse expert. <laughs> I am not a tech expert. I am not a gamer. Like Patty said, I'm an intuitive coach. And uh, what I really work with is like this, like I lean into frequencies, right? I lean into certain energies. And uh, what I found is like the deeper you lean in, because some people, most people, most normal people have a threshold of, yeah, I'm not going to lean into my uh, deepest, darkest shame about myself. I, that doesn't feel very comfortable. I'm like, yeah, let's go there. And what I've always found is on the other side of shadow, there's always love. There's always growth. There's always abundance. There's always strength. And it's one of these journeys that I would love, just love sharing with people because you kind of like really have to dive in to experience that. And which is why a lot of things don't shake me anymore. I was with a friend this morning on the phone and she was having a big breakdown. And I just like, I just held space and I knew she was going to be okay and she could feel feel that confidence that I had in the middle of her breakdown. And then it just ended up being a really quick conversation, actually. She's like, oh, I feel great. (laughs) So this is, I don't know, what I feel like I do on a daily basis. And Patty actually 
is one of my mentors who helped me to get here, right? So I give Patty a lot of credit. So it's such an honor for me to be on this podcast. Hanging out with Patty. Thank you, Mama. All right. So I know now that I've like sort of mentioned the metaverse, one of two things are happening to the people listening. One is like, oh, good. I'm like Patty. I don't know what the heck is going on. I can't wait to hear what someone spiritually oriented might say. And the second group is saying, what is the metaverse? <laughs> so, but I'm not going to go there first. So if you're listening, either one of whichever group you're in, you're just going to have to bide your time. We'll get to that next. Because the, the main reason I wanted to talk to you was that I think you have a different lens to what's going on energetically on the planet. So why do you think that people are in this low energy? What do you think is causing it? Or probably more powerfully, what is it that they can do to benefit from it or use it, you know, for them? Like, just like I say, this is happening for me, not to me. You know, how can people, especially people who are more sensitive to energy, use this in a powerful way? So hit hit us. Show us the way, Anna. Oh, Patty, what's um, coming up when you mentioned that is fundamentally we're being shown to face our true belief of, is this a friendly universe or is this a dangerous universe? Ooh. I'm just going to let that sit because whatever is happening to us and a lot of stuff has happened to us and a lot of stuff is happening to us. I know out of the 10 people that I've spoken with this week, nine of them are like, I'm kind of in crisis, you know, like everything that I planned on doing this month, I am not doing because something has come up or I've been sick or I've been hurt. And I mean, that's pretty consistent, you know? And so I'm just feeling into their energy. Like, what is this, what is this showing? And I think it's a real fundamental, simple, but not easy question of how much do you stand behind your belief that life is working for you, that it is a friendly universe, that God and source are here to bring you your most abundant experience? Or is it, well, I feel that way until something happens, right? Until uh, I have more bills and I can pay, until I get sick, until, because those are actually the moments. And if you are, and please don't hate me for this, if you are experiencing the gift of that high intensity test, if you will, or fire, it's not really a test. It's more of an initiation. But if you have received a gift of something that really pokes at your ego and your stability and your sense of self, it really is just your, that's a doorway to your growth. And for everyone who's in the middle of stuff, it's not too late. You can still lean into what you know to be true, and I think all of your listeners know this to be true, which is it is a supportive universe if you choose it, right? It is a, a loving universe if you choose it. So never disconnect yourself from that powerful, powerful, powerful doorway, which is your thought that you're in a loving universe. Don't disconnect yourself from that. Bring it with you until this experience, and it actually uh, will change around very quickly. Mm, interesting. Okay. You had me right up until a point and then this will change around pretty quickly because I feel like I've been doing some of that. Although I will tell the story of what I, you know, what I'm going through right in this moment, Anna, so that there's like immediate context to mm-hmm. the conversation and you can kind of slap me upside the head with my, you know, what was me thinking. But 
I don't, that's what's been so confusing to me about the last couple of months, especially is, okay, I get knocked on my ass. I get back to the place of, I know that this is a benevolent universe and I trust that this is happening for me, not to me. And then I get whacked again in a Mm -hmm. totally different way. And I think there's only so many whacks that someone can take, even that's standing in faith before they start to worry. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. It's worry. It's a very Mm -hmm. base level, Mm ego-driven emotion. What if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Or I don't even think it's the question of, is this a benevolent universe? But that working within that benevolence looks different than what I've concluded it to mean. Meaning yes. that the divine is expecting something better, more different, whatever, in order for me to have the benevolence manifest. And the fact that it's not, or that I'm getting the opposite means I'm doing something wrong. Oh, yeah. I want to thank you for sharing that example, Patty, because I feel like uh, 100% of the people who are listening are like, yeah, that's me. I totally get that. And I'll, yeah, that's me too. And so something really clear comes through when you mention that. And uh, that is a lot of us are still expecting some external source of salvation. A lot of us consciously or unconsciously are like, well, you know, I expected this to work out or I expect a sign or something or, you know, something, right? And that actually is a realization for people who are at the highest levels of seeking spiritual growth because there's a really, there's a drastic nuance here. The salvation isn't external in terms of something will happen and then you'll know, oh yeah, okay, I'm good. (laughs) I don't need to worry. I'm still connected. It's still, you know, benevolent universe. I'm still, you know, I'm still a spiritual person. I can still manifest. Okay, cool. That's not that actually. A lot of the shaking up right now that's happening is disconnecting us from that tendency to seek. And what's really calling for, because I just had this experience before I spoke with you the other day, I felt like I was back in the state of depression that was in most of my uh, younger life. And I was just like, I feel like there's just a heavy blanket over me. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be in my business. I don't want to be on social media. I do not want to engage in the world. I hate everyone. Like truly, I truly despise everyone. And I was like, oh no, am I depressed again? Right? Am I, is this something that's happening after this amazing journey that I went on in my inner world? And then what I did was something told me like, Anna, just kind of noodle around and Find that one part of yourself that wants to engage. Find that little sliver that has a desire to be a part of life again. And it took me, honestly, just like a maybe a few minutes. And then I was like, oh yeah, I can feel as a part of me that's like, oh, maybe I, I want to post something on social media or something like that. Right? Maybe I want to reach out to someone. And what I did was I just gave that part of me some life, some breath, some space. And then that just expanded into something that was nothing short of just spontaneous creativity. And I was actually telling my chiropractor about this because I was seeing her the next day. And she's like, that's exactly what I tell my patients, right? Your whole body might be hurting, but there's a part of you that doesn't hurt that actually might feel, maybe it's just like your wrist, right? And it just feels really good. And it's doing exactly what you wanted to do. And she's like, yeah, I tell my patients to just, you know, feel into that part. And I think that when I look back on it, 
it was almost like an internal healing or an internal validation. And I can say that this might be the answer for uh, your question or for everyone, but it helped me to bypass my ego and the remnants of my ego that were still looking for validation that something was going right. And instead I chose it for myself. So I don't know if that is something that is helpful or infuriating, but that really put me on a whole different frequency for the rest of the week until now. So mm, I think that's both. I think it's both helpful and infuriating. I, don't, I think they sometimes go hand in hand, oh, <laughs> especially yeah. for the time that we're in, because I do think we're being, we are being pushed through the birth canal of this uh, human evolution. You know, like, oh, yeah, into the metaverse. The labor pain started and we thought that was it. And then we found out there was still a birth canal we had to go through. And we were like, God damn it. I know that you smacked in the tush too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then we're going to get out on the other side. And I don't know if we don't start screaming from the rooftops, maybe the universe is going to slap us. Yeah. But within you, that whole time, there's a thread of excitement, there's a thread of adventure. There's a thread of something that you can choose to experience. And that thread, however small, and I'm telling you, like, I was really in a depression state. Like, I was actually going to say something to my husband, like, I don't think I can do anything this week. I, I actually was like, I, I think I'm going to cancel all my appointments. And I was this close to doing it. But then I was like, hmm, let me just feel into what's there. And I, it was like a hair, this sliver of, oh, I, I think I want to engage with people, right? And I chose to do it. So that's the big thing. It's choosing how you want to feel, even if it's like a sliver. Yes. There's so many things I want to ask you now. First of all, I think there's, I forget how, what phrase you use, something combined with nuance, but it was a word that meant the opposite of nuance. So like extreme nuance or, do you remember what word you used? No, I don't. Or like profound nuance or something like that. But I think there's a lot of nuance in that word choice, like choosing that. Because as soon as you said like that spark, that totally resonated with me. And I'm going to tell a story in a second. But then that was like the part on the other side of it was choosing is the infuriating part. So the Mm. look for the spark is the helpful part. And then Mm -hmm. the choosing is the infuriating because it makes me feel like, well, then if you don't get there, you didn't choose good enough, right? And so there's this place where you can still fail, right? With a capital Mm. F. Ooh. So if that were me and I was feeling that, which by the way, I, uh, this was also part of my blanket of depression thing is I was feeling that and I was feeling all of those things. And it's infuriating for someone to be like, well, but you're choosing that, right? It's like, no, I'm, I'm not. And you know, I want to choose something different. And, and that just gets us in that energy of like even being more in that place. But I think the bigger picture that might be helpful, and I got it just this morning, actually, we are all becoming God. We are all really learning to move about as God, as creator, right? As a really powerful copy imprint duplicate of source powerful energy and mastering this notion of choice of choosing what you the bigger you wants to choose versus choosing what the ego and the pain body is accustomed to choosing 
you know, when I chose this little sliver of engagement, right? I mean, it wasn't profound. It was literally like I went on social media, you know, so it wasn't anything profound, but it was just like this little desire to engage with life. And as that expanded throughout the week, I could actually feel parts of my lineage. And I don't know, even as far as my ancestors, I could feel some of their limitations melting away. And I could feel this option of more choices. And so we do begin to expand our palette of choices. If you want to run the experiment of choosing something that might not be obvious, but it's actually something that you really want. Because now what I see is like all of the stuff that kept me from choosing this, because I was holding on to, oh, well, this person, you know, they're on social media and they're popular and they suck, right? So like all of this stuff, like now I can look at that really clearly and be like, well, you know, in, in my place of mind, I was definitely choosing to be in that story, which is, I can't say is like not reality. There's a lot of, I think, reality behind it. But the bigger game is we're moving into, and I love how you said the birth canal, and it's almost like we're moving into these like new bodies again and finding movement and building our, and I love this. I think it's just coming from me and you being together, Patty. It's like this synthesis, this palette of choices. So you're just building it up almost like paint swatches. Like, oh, let me choose this. Let me try this. And then you'll just have like a bigger selection, which at the end of the day, it makes me just feel much more abundant and in control and honestly just rich. Like, oh, wow, I have all these choices. I love that. I do love that perspective on it. And I will say the story I was going to mention is that I was gifted a set of mala beads and I had never worked with mala beads before. And when I read the instructions that came with it, one of the things that was part of the process was, so mala beads have 108 beads. And I don't know if each mala bead set is dedicated to Kuan Yin, but the ones I received are. And so you say a mantra with each bead, you know, 108 times to essentially infuse the beads with your intention and your dedication of practice to connect to them, et cetera. And I found doing them every day, doing those 108 mantras really was very soothing in a way meditation hasn't been for me in a while. Mm. And so that particular day, so the intention I set for the mala beads on a general working with them was for increased levels of love in my being and self-compassion. So that particular day I was working with them and I found myself really having a hard time giving love to someone in my life who is being difficult. Mm-hmm. And who I know in my heart of hearts, I love mm-hmm. and who is objectively, like if I was to tell you the story of what she's doing right now, probably the majority of you listening and you, Anna would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's reasonable. You're angry, right? Mm-hmm. We know that anger is an ideal, but it's reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I just didn't want to be trapped by that anger because it wasn't teaching me anything. I was generating it with my thoughts because I just kept revisiting the thing she said that got me angry. Mm-hmm. So enter choice, right? Ideally, I would be able to choose love and forgiveness, but I couldn't. Like, I just couldn't do it. Like, I kept trying, but then within an hour or two, I'd be thinking about that thing she said. So that mm-hmm. that had been happening for like three days. Mm-hmm. So that morning when I realized that, I realized that was what I was going to center. You know, that intention to clear that was what I was going to 
center my practice on that day. So I got to the end of the 108 mantras and there it was still alive and well. (laughs) And so I, I just said a prayer and I was like, Kuan Yin, please help me. I don't, because Kuan Yin, if you're not familiar with her is, you know, that is her, her shtick is compassion for self and others. That was probably disrespectful to say her shtick, but like her, you know, her. Um, I think she has compassion for you, Patty. Yeah, I'm sure she does. (laughs) Thank you. So um, I said, please just help me. I don't know how to do this. And I immediately heard, Find the glimmer of love in your heart center. And I had to sit there. It took me probably two solid minutes, which is a really long fucking time to sit in a place, right? And not Mm -hmm. do anything. And I just kept looking and looking. And then I finally felt that glimmer of pure love in the very core of my heart center. And so I just held onto it. And it was, I held onto that and I ignored everything else. And I really did have to use will for about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just bloomed. Mm-hmm. And it took up all the other space that anger had been taking up. Yeah. Rock on, Patty. That's what I'm talking about. That's the shortcut. It's already within you. And so Kuan Yin definitely said her better. But it's like, there's a part of you that, that part that you notice, like, yeah, obviously I still love her. And if you can just lean into that part that's already there, and I love how you basically just illustrated the power of love over everything else. It just kind of lights everything else up, right? But when you said it, it's like you really felt it. Like it was true. It wasn't just something you conjured in your head, like forcing it to happen. Yes, for sure. I think the thing, the question now I have on the back end of that is I don't think I was able to choose on my own. So I think it's because I asked for help choosing. And staying in the choice I wanted to make, which was love, that gave me the extra oomph. So Mm. I'm curious if you believe that, if you have anything to add about that, to that with the people listening, that maybe can help them understand how to choose in a way that's more powerful for them, but powerful from the perspective of supportive. Yeah. And I think this is really important. And I think it has to do with how we early on, we were introduced to God, to spirituality. If you had more of a choice in it, then it's probably easier for you. If you didn't really have a choice in it. And then also you were taught that like, you don't, you know, like you don't only have a choice over many things. You just have to do this. It's just this practice, this habit that we have of not feeling like we have a choice. Right. And if it's coming up for you, like, how do I choose? Can I choose? Like, I don't know how to choose or like, I need someone to give me permission to choose. If any of these thoughts are coming up for you, then I would love for you to just really re-listen to, you know, Patty's story because it's always within us. The thing is, you don't actually even need to consciously choose it if you don't, if that word doesn't resonate with with the mechanics of that, doesn't vibe with you, it's already within us. So it's almost like just choosing to lean into the color, the frequency, the feeling, the vibe that you want to have. And maybe having choice is even like saying the word choice is, uh, can be a barrier sometimes. I just see it like leaning into the feeling that I want, right? So you 
when you got quiet and Kuan Yin helped you, but really it was just kind of you talking to your own source, right, Patty? Mm -hmm. And you giving your own self that choice. So why not just go straight there? Go straight to the love, go straight to the forgiveness. And sometimes, honestly, forgiveness is even more difficult to get to than just like, oh, I'm going to lean into the part of me that doesn't hate this person. (laughs) And that's it. It's always there. We're so infinite. We're so dynamic. So many parts of us are there at any moment. And this is a true test of mastery. And I think it's like when you're with your significant other is a true test of mastery. And sometimes I'm just so impatient, right? Like, how can this person who I married, why did I marry this person? How can they be saying this infuriating thing right now? If I decide to do so, I lean into the part of me that totally is not upset by anything that's going on. Mm. And then surprisingly, not surprisingly, everything changes at that moment. And everyone's like happy again. It's like, oh, how did that happen? Oh, it was all me. (laughs) I was the one creating the situation. Yes. Yes. So what's your words of wisdom to people like going forward for navigating this particular time we're in? Because we're, as we're recording this, it's going to go live within probably like a week or so of when we're talking. So it's pretty close to the energy right now. Yeah, this is a really, really important time for anyone to really get clear on your internal state and be really honest and be honest where your ego and for lack of a better word, just your, your fear consciousness, your resistance is really controlling uh, aspects of your life. And then just get really clear on the internal dialogue. The most that I have ever learned is by being in my own self and by noticing how I respond to certain things. If I'm watching a movie, what inspires me? What does this uh, create within me, right? Like, how do I respond to people doing certain things? Within us all, there is a world of answers. And the metaverse, which I think we'll move into in a little bit, it's really going to confuse a lot of people. It's going to enhance a lot of things. And if we don't have that inner dialogue and connection with ourselves and our power, a lot of people are going to get lost. And I would venture to say that almost everyone who is listening to this podcast and in Patty's world, you're meant to be some form of grounding. And I don't think that we can really be truly good uh, guides or teachers or mentors or just people grounding good energy if we don't know ourselves. So any time that you can make, any space that you can make to get to know yourself more, whether it be you're just kind of hanging out or uh, I was just speaking to someone, she was mourning the passing of her mom. She, you know, she took 11 days away from her family just to be in her own energy and to mourn and to go through that process. And it was the best thing that ever happened to her. She emerged a completely different person. So give yourself permission to follow that inner calling, to know yourself more. You're going to need it. It's going to be a really powerful source for you. I love that. Okay. So now metaverse. First, define for people what metaverse means. Wait, Patty, can I ask you what you think the metaverse means? Oh my gosh. You're going to get an answer from the most petulant, immature version of the being that is Patty Lennon. The metaverse is a construct of people, primarily those who have money and power. And gamers. Yeah. Who have, through the power of their collective agreement of this, co-created at first a word, you know, or I should say 
had created a concept that they assigned the label of metaverse to, which is essentially that we are moving into a space where the cloud, the cyber world, the world where energy passes through non-traditional physical material, whatever, wealth, goods, that is essentially going to exist or does exist. And my impression of it is it's the wild, wild west with nobody watching out and the idiots running the asylum. So go ahead. You tell me what it really is. I mean, I think it's so true because I'm like, wow, gamers are creating our future. Yeah. <laughs> what does that... And also, and even, you know, Elon Musk, you know, like said this, like people who are creating, you know, basically like the future, like the metaverse and AI, you know, let's hope they have really good ethics because they're going to have a huge impact on consciousness, right? And I do believe that will be some sort of tipping point. Just like in my lifetime, there was a tipping point, And this is like big for economists, right? What happened? There was a tipping point where more people on this earth lived in cities and urban areas versus on, like in rural areas, right? That was a huge tipping point. And I think maybe in our lifetime, maybe not, but there's going to be a tipping point where more people are living life in the metaverse and a digital reality versus in real life. And it's going to be like, what are they wearing in this digital reality? What, what real estate do they own in this? What art do they own and all this stuff? And yes, there will be a lot of people who probably already have a lot of money, making a lot of money. But also what we've been seeing are a lot of people who are in third world countries who otherwise would have, I don't know, worked at McDonald's, but now they're, you know, doing mining and whatever. And now they're millionaires, right? Like in the metaverse, which is kind of crazy in itself. But it, it really is, so speaking to your point, kind of like the wild, wild west, you know, anything can happen. Well, I just want to insert that right now, my ego is, this is what my ego sounds like in this conversation. It's like in the background, I'm not letting it interview you, but there's a, back in my day. (laughs) So every sentence it's coming up with, it starts off with that (laughs) phrase. Yeah. And your ego is perfectly right. Because honestly, Patty, we are so lucky to have been like, the last like generation of people who knew what it was like without social media. Like we have this enjoyment, this experience of life that, I mean, I don't know, you're, you have kids, right? That grew up with this. It's so mm-hmm. different for them. Yeah. And I also think, you know, this feels, the metaverse thing feels very immature mm-hmm. in its birth, you know, the way a small child's immature. It's not just the wild, wild west. It's the wild west, but with, yeah, I, I'm going to stop my back in my day conversation about this. And I think just, I would love to know from your perspective, from a spiritual perspective or an energetic perspective, why you have felt so drawn into this and intrigued by it, or at least that's been my impression mm-hmm. and what that is. Mm-hmm. I feel a huge sense of inevitability. And so for me, it's, do I want to just ignore? Because part of me like ethically is kind of like Uber, you know, like when Uber came, because I had a lot of friends whose uh, dads were cab drivers and these people work so hard, so hard. And they're amazing people and they're trying to provide for their families. And then Uber, and of course I used Uber, but it was inevitable, right? Inevitable. And so whether or not, whatever my feelings are about it, 
it is an inevitability. And so I'm leading with curiosity in terms of like the space that you and I are kind of into, like this whole spiritual space, personal growth. So I'm coming from that sphere and I'm like, well, I want to lean into, if I'm coming from the space, what this means for me. And I do feel an inner sense of terror. There's a part of me that knows mental health, how bad it is now, it's going to be even worse, mm-hmm. right? So then I'm feeling into, wait, am I, you know, do I need to uh, create something here for this? Are there people who are? There must be. I was actually listening to uh, Sadhguru. He's kind of like this like new mystical guru. Uh, he's not new. He's a mystical guru who has a lot of uh, YouTube videos. And he said something. He's like, you know, um, the way that things are going and the way that people are experiencing so much of life, like teenagers have so much knowledge and have experienced so much of life just through video games and videos and social media, there kind of can be this sense of like, uh, well, what's the point, right? I already know so much. Like, what's the point of living or doing these things? I already know what's going to happen in a relationship. Why should I get into one? And he said something so cryptic. And he was like, you know, I think that suicide rates are going to be like 50% in the future. And I was like, I hope not, because that sounds horrific. But for me, when I feel terror inside me, eventually I ask myself to lean into the terror and I lean in because I don't want it to control me, you know? And so I'm not perfect with this because there are things that are absolutely terrifying, but I lean into my terror of this and what this means for me and, you know, my future kids and, you know, like my parents. And, and so when I lean into that from this place of curiosity, it takes me to a bigger expanse of consciousness. And that's the part that compels me. You know, and this notion of this decentralized future that's already happening now, people who didn't have access to money through Bitcoin and NFTs and other things now have access through a virtual reality, right? And so it's like so fascinating to me, the power structures that are going to emerge, but more importantly, what that does to us as human beings with a biological brain that is still evolving and that's kind of still in, you know, this world where we live in a community of a hundred people, anything beyond that, we get frazzled. So what does this mean for us? Oh, it means that there's there's a new consciousness evolving. There are new uh, spiritual tools coming to help people who want to be able to thrive in this inevitable landscape. That honestly, I'm not thrilled about, I don't want to live in, I can barely live in this world. Like why would I want to live in the metaverse? You know, like, hello, I've already have enough on my plate, but it's inevitable. You know, it is. Mm. I like that take on it. I like the piece you said that just felt very um, juicy that it's it's expanding consciousness. Like it has the power to expand consciousness. It certainly has the power to expand consciousness about money. Like one mm-hmm. of the biggest things I talked to people about since I left banking is money is not real and I can prove it because I was in banking. But mm-hmm. most people don't have that experience with money like I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It is a very reality-based experience. But with this, you know, with cryptocurrency and honestly, everything else beyond cryptocurrency, I can even give a name to, so I won't even speak to it. I think there is an understanding of this money is being made from nothing. Mm -hmm. They're mining Mm -hmm. it from the internet and the internet didn't even exist, you know, 50 years ago. (laughs) So, And that's going to be more reality. There's going to be more stuff, right? That just because people have decided that it, that has value, that it has value, but it's literally nothing. Right? right. It's because, which is what I've always said to people is at the bank, we could put a million dollars on the books or take it off. 
with the stroke of a pen or the stroke of a keyboard based on if the right people believed it was or was not there. And that was it. So crazy. And I think if everyone actually, you know, even just 51%, probably even less, (laughs) could buy into the understanding that money really is a belief system Mm. and not a reality system, Mm. we could Mm -hmm. move, you know, wealth in the direction of people that really need it for basic needs. Oh, yeah. I think that all starts with this belief and this, uh, I guess, just this decision that we all can thrive, right? And that And I was just talking with someone about this too, that, you know, like I can give away a lot of my wisdom and still thrive. I don't need to hoard it, right? Mm -hmm. Because someone was mentioning like they have so much stuff they don't need and they feel like they're hoarding it when someone else could use it. Yeah, we don't need to hoard anything. And I think that there might be a level, uh, the same level of terror that I have about the future. And maybe it's metaverse connected or not. I really think that the more people can just choose to lean into what they're feeling about the future that scares them, the sense of being irrelevant, the sense that they're being behind. I still don't know how to use Instagram. And sometimes that makes me feel so bad about myself. And I'm like, what is this? Right. But that, that feeling ashamed or feeling left behind or feeling, you know, like the future is, there's no place for me. That's kind of like this insidious thought that can really control us and how we run our lives today. And so whatever the metaverse represents for you, if it is like opportunity, awesome. If it is like a little bit of terror, that's really good to bring that to surface into consciousness because it, I think for me, it helps me to reconnect to the truth, which is, you know what, if I really felt into it, I, I am curious about uh, the future and I don't want to feel irrelevant in it. That would actually make me feel horrible. And I know a lot of people that have kind of unconsciously allowed themselves to feel irrelevant. And I can't think of a worse existence, you know, to me, that's like a trigger. And so what if I allowed myself to feel that and to acknowledge that and then ask myself, how do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel like I'm part of this process. I want to feel like maybe I'm helping people in this space, right? There's a desire that's birthed from some of the things that we don't want to look at. And if we really want to be the people helping to bring good and bring money and abundance to those who I mean, really rightfully deserve it and and need it, we need to get clear within ourselves. So I'm coming back to what you asked, which is like the one piece, like really get clear with yourself Mm -hmm. because your ability to be effective in helping others is going to be dependent on how clear you are with your own stuff. Oh, that is a great final wrap up takeaway there. I love that. I like that. The one thing I forgot to mention is that you have a book shadow magic. And I know, I think people can get that anywhere, but where, where can, where do you want to send people to check out your book, check out you, connect with you, maybe even in the metaverse? (laughs) (laughs) I will be in the metaverse one day, Patty, and we will have this conversation and we will meet there one day. I feel like it, isn't there a roomy quote like meet me out there beyond the blah well I, there is I just don't remember if it's roomy or not but that's what, <laughs> yeah out there beyond the people the stuff the anything reality <laughs> yeah meet me at the Starbucks in the metaverse <laughs> I'll be there that actually would be cool to do this with the metaverse one day 
but yeah, the book, uh, actually people can download half of it for free at my website. So it's annasweet.com forward slash book. Uh, and you can download half, half of it for free. And uh, there's some worksheets in there. And then if you like it, I really like Barnes and Noble because I go sit at their cafe once in a while and watch teenagers talk about life. It's great. It makes me feel like so connected to being youthful and fun. So, and also like small booksellers, but yeah, you can buy it online too. And it's also on Amazon. Oh, the giant. I know. Okay. That's awesome. And where would you like people to connect with you otherwise? I'm on Instagram. So it's Ms. Anna Sweet, M-S dot A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I. And on Facebook in the Intuitive Business School group, I do uh, a free training every Monday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Mm. Oh, so many awesome offerings. Okay, we'll put all those links in the show notes. So any last words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I want to thank you for this great, powerful conversation, Patty. It's really pulled a lot out of me uh, in a good way because of your questions and this podcast. Like I've, I've actually learned a lot. And I want to leave everyone with this notion that it's your future, right? Like the lesson here, if you will, for us spiritual folks is that we are God and we can create actually easier than before. And within all of us, there's all these doorways of you having more ease in the things that you do. And it might just be leaning into that part of you that just wants to feel ease, you know, and it's perfectly okay to feel frustrated and all that stuff. Like there's gonna be a lot of frustrating moments, but if you can just imagine me in a car with someone who I married recently who has road rage and I'm all about like just positivity, right? And like just having a peaceful life. I'm like, how did I get here? And I just leaned into the part of me that just didn't care. And was like, I'm having a peaceful moment no matter what. And that changed everything. You know, just remember me (laughs) in your prayers, but also remember that at any point you can lean into peace. You can lean into love. You can lean, it's always there for you because you are, you have this infinite palette within you. Mm, That's wonderful. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for being here. And everyone go check out Anna's book, annasweet.com forward slash book. We'll put the rest of the links in the show notes. And um, choose well, choose well, my friends. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.